In all of the conversations I've had with investigative reporter Linda Moulton Howe, I have never heard her like this. Though we discussed the ongoing and long-standing mystery of animal mutilations, her recent inquiry into childhood out-of-body experiences, and of course the reality of an alien presence right in our midst, this time there was a different tone in her voice. An undeniable sense of urgency and adamancy that could not be overlooked. In her nearly four decades of tireless and painstaking research into all things the mainstream considers non-essential to our earthly existence, Linda Moulton Howe, like myself and many of you, beg to differ. In this lucid and impassioned plea to all of humanity, Linda's message is clear and unequivocal. It is now time to remove the long-standing policies of denial and secrecy once and for all, and wake up to the larger reality that lives side by side with us each and every day. Linda, it's always wonderful to be in your company and visit with you face-to-face, as all of our previous interviews have been filmed on location. But I'm equally delighted that you decided to join me this time for our radio broadcast. So welcome for the first time to Higher Journeys Radio, Linda. Well, thank you. And Alexis, I think we've had fascinating discussions in the past and that the world right now feels like it is agitated and that things are in a revolutionary change at Mm -hmm. such a pace that right now is probably one of the better times to have a discussion about what is really going on in spite of efforts uh, by the politicians Hmm. to keep us from knowing what is actually happening. Well, quite an open there, and I couldn't agree with you more. Well, you know, I have to tell you, I I have been so excited. I want to talk, I want to give your YouTube channel a plug first, because I have just been thrilled to see how active your YouTube channel has become. You've got the weekly live broadcast, along with your special guest episodes, I believe with KGRA, exclusive reports, you're really covering it end to end as only you can. And I know your very loyal following are also delighted to be able to find you every week on your Earth Files YouTube channel uh, so people can get the absolute latest on all the things that we're uh, we're going to be touching on a couple of those things at a critical time, as you said. So, well, let's I love the the phrase that I believe you've coined, and that's called high strangeness. We've got a lot of it. Certainly been no shortage of that these days. And I don't know if there ever was. But although I know you have been covering at great length, we're going to get into these completely anon- anomalous animal mutilations since 1979. We've all been taking careful note, Linda, of some of the more recent and equally disturbing mutilation of cats and rabbits, along with other small animals, which is uh, perplexing indeed. As a matter of fact, you did at least two of your live reports recently uh, on your YouTube channel, which I'll, I'm going to make sure we link them up here, where you discuss some of the more recent animal mutilations in the U.S. as well as Canada and the U.K. One of them I want to bring up right at the top, and that these very disturbing string of cat mutilations in Thurston County in Washington State. What have you been able to procure additionally, if I may, since your uh, more recent reports? Any new information there? The cat mutilations have been going on since at least the 1980s. Uh, And it's important that people keep these correct timelines. 
we hear cycles of cat mutilations like right now coming out of Olympia, Washington, the greater London region, Houston, Texas. There are other places like Austin, Falls Church, Virginia that have had cycles of half cat mutilations for at least 20, 30 years. And why is it that the general world audience loses track and when they come back up in headlines, people think it's something new? It is not new. Hmm. But what has been happening in the greater London region for the past three years and counting is the fact that the cats now, they've had more veterinarian and pathology reports than perhaps ever before because of the work of a group called Snarl. It is a neighborhood group. They banded together because there were several neighbors that lost their cats. Now, I'm going to describe briefly that we're not talking about gore. We're not talking about blood. We're talking about the opposite. This is what sets these uh, the small animal and the large animal of cat uh, cattle and horses and pigs and goats and deer and reindeer and all of the other animals around the world that for at least uh, we're, we're at the middle of the 21st century. This goes back to the first half of the 20th century. So this is a long phenomenon. But what happened around London, what has been setting it apart is that starting in 2015 up to today and going forward, there have been over 500 studied cases. There may have been 3,000. It's the number of 500 cases studied, studied by Snarl, studied by the Royal uh, Society for the Protection of Animals, studied by veterinarians. And in fact, when about two and a half weeks ago, these headlines went around the world that the UK Scotland Yard had solved the uh, mutilated cats and that they were saying in headlines that the perpetrator were foxes and auto roadkill. It was so preposterous. It was such an insult to all of these 500 and more people who had lost beloved cats that for Scotland Yard to be serious going on television and putting out these notices that made it to Facebook and Twitter and to headlines around the world, that they were foxes and cars hitting cats. It was an insult to intelligence. And on top of that, for the people who were studying this, myself included, foxes have been beheaded, foxes have been cut in half, Foxes have been dismembered exactly like the cats and the rabbits and a monitor lizard and a royal python uh, snake and that the police were not addressing the facts at all. This was an effort to get the subject off of the back of the police from the media and the public. That's what it was. And who came forward within 24 hours of the Scotland Yard headlines. It was veterinarians. Veterinarians were contacting the media. Veterinarians were going to Facebook. Veterinarians were going to tweet. Veterinarians were going to radio. And they were saying, we have investigated. 
these half cats, beheaded cats, and dismembered cats. And we are saying it is not possible for any predator, natural predator of any kind, let alone a human, to do what they had as forensic evidence. Now, why am I saying this? Let me go to one of the characteristics in the last three years in the half-cat, beheaded cat, dismembered cat phenomena that does include other small animals, but the cats have been the most. Why is this now emphasized by veterinarians as being tremendously unique and eerie? And this is one of the main reasons. In the past three years, even though for 20-some years before, there have been half-cats, cats cut in half, that means the front half is found or the back half is found, rarely are both, fr both front and back ever found at the same location. But it was the police and pathologists and animal rights people who 20 years ago were calling for the front half of the animals that were found, they referred to them as being like hand puppets. Why? Every single thing inside of the front half of the cat has been removed. There's, there's no heart. There's no lungs. There's, they, they are totally empty. And there is no blood. Uh, there is, Alexis, get this. There's no blood of any kind anywhere on the hair, the hair even around the excision site. Now, here's another important part. On the ground where the front half or the back half or a beheaded cat or a dismembered cat are found, there is not one molecule of hemoglobin anywhere on the grass, on the weeds, on the soil. That means it's exactly the same conclusion for law enforcement that goes back to the beginning of the 20th century. When law enforcement was having to deal with cattle, horses, dog, in some cases dogs, uh, goats, sheep, reindeer, uh, large animals that have been found with ear, eye, tongue, jaw, genitals, rectum cord out, in including internal organs that are removed inside of the bodies of mutilated large animals in which there is no surgical excision of any kind on the body of the animal, leaving veterinarians to make reports private and secret to law enforcement. There is no way technologically to take out organs, including the heart or the bladder or the kidney as a, a esophagus have been removed inside of the large animals without excisions to the outside body. That has been reported since at least the 1960s. Now, when you come to England and what has been happening with the 500 and some cases since 2015, here is a new twist that separated everything that has been going on from even understanding how a human could do this. And this is so important for, to stress, given the fact that Scotland Yard, two and a half weeks ago, tried to dismiss this as foxes and cars. Here is, here is what has been in so many of the cat cases that no one had ever seen before. Now, imagine 
the body of a cat lying on the ground. There's no blood. There's no fluid. At the base of what would have been the neck, the head has been removed. There is no blood. Can you imagine cutting through a jugular vein? Right, of course. All right. Now, what else has been found over and over again, and the police have tried to keep it a secret, but I've been able to talk with a lot of owners, and therefore I know that what I'm telling you is a fact. From that base of the neck, feel in your own back of your neck the knob that connects to the spine of your own back that goes down to your tailbone. Right. Mm -hmm. Feeling it now. Mm -hmm. Try to imagine. Try to imagine what I'm going to say. The spine and only the spine excised from every rib. The spine from the neck joint to the tailbone is lifted out, leaving the ribs and every piece of cartilage untouched. That is, that's an anomaly. Oh, it's absolutely impossible to do, but hmm. it's done. Right, consistently. You know, you have been, thank you for that, as always so, so comprehensive and you have been meticulous yourself in looking at all the details of this. No, everything that we're all hearing right now, Linda, it is impossible to imagine. And you don't need to be a veterinarian to know, based on the way you're describing it, that this would be impossible as far as a normal animal mutilation is concerned. So the question becomes, what is going on? And and even moreover, why is there this, not unusual, this state of secrecy, which would tell me that law enforcement in certain aspects on the inside, individuals know something is going on. Do you yeah. think they know? Do you think they've been able to get to the bottom of it? If you'd like to hear the full episode, you can find it on our YouTube channel by simply going to youtube.com forward slash higher journeys. And while you're there, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in to Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. <laughs>